Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. As soon as I hit the stage, I just felt the Spirit of God. God is breaking things. You know how, like, when, you know, there's some board that maybe you're trying to break, and you're trying to break it, and then all of a sudden you start hearing the crackling, because you can tell, like, the fibers of it are, like, starting to break, starting to bust? Come on, hear that sound. I hear that sound. Things are breaking. I hear that sound. Things are beginning to shift. I hear, I hear that sound. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, lift up your hands. Receive that in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. I hear that sound. I hear the shift. I hear the breaking. I hear things adjusting. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I see God showing me like um, wheels, like if you've ever been on like a bicycle where it, something's like stuck, maybe uh, maybe it doesn't have enough grease in it, maybe it almost feels like it's seized up and it's been, it's tough, but I see those, I see, I see it begin to move again. I see it begin to move again. I see God uh, breaking some things loose. I see uh, beginning to get traction like you haven't had before. Come on, how many need traction this year? You feel like there's kind of an area where it's it's been slipping, it's been slipping. You need to get some traction. You need to hit some, kind of get the rubber meeting the road in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I felt in the first service as well that God's bringing some finality to some things, right? Like there, there are seasons to things that come and go. Ecclesiastes says there's a season for everything. There's a time for everything. And there's been some, some battles that a few of you guys have been fighting. I feel God bringing an end to it. I see God bringing a finality to it. And, and there, there's, there's new things that we, that we take on, new adventures, new battles. But I just see that there's been some where it's been weary. And God's, God's saying it's done. God's going to bring an end to it. God's going to stop it, right? And the battle is going to come to a completion. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, we love you. We look to you, God. God, I thank you for loved ones that are away from you right now. Come on, let's pray for family, friends, kids, spouses who don't know Christ, who are away from God. Father, we declare that this is a season where that wayward friend, son, daughter, family member, parent, whoever, connected to us, this is a season where they encounter the love of God. This is a season where breakthrough happens and they come home. This is a season of redemption. It's a season of redemption. This is a year of restoration. I prophesy that over your family. It's a year of restoration in the name of Jesus. 
in the name of Jesus. He's returning things. He's restoring things. He is restoring like only he can do. In the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit to speak to us, reveal your word to us, we pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Come on, let's give God a hand clap of praise and thanks. Go ahead and grab a seat. High five somebody. And uh, can we thank our worship team and our production team this morning? Absolutely incredible. Um, I, I just, I love being in the presence of God. There's just nothing like it and nothing like worship uh, to create that. Got the Shredder Sunday cards as we've already been talking about. Uh, make sure you uh, take some time to write on there. If you're sitting next to a friend or spouse, you know, feel free to write some things on there as well that you uh, want to want them to uh, to work on. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> yeah, I see Cat grabbing Pastor Jesse's card real quick. I like it. Yeah, she wait. Hey, my came filled out. That's so weird. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Thanks for your help. <laughs> so good. Um, I'm excited to get into the Word today, and on this Shredder Sunday, if you're newer here and you thought, sick, let's get shredded, you thought there was going to be bench presses in the lobby, uh, potentially maybe some type of weightlifting competition, no, that is not that kind of shredded. Uh, sorry to disappoint, you know, some of us are already shredded, uh, some of us, I like to use that as a plural and include myself from time to time. Um, but some are of us and some aren't. And, uh, you know, I do a lot of spiritual lifting. That's kind of a main focus uh, of mine. So, unfortunately, the spiritual muscles don't show up in the abs. Uh, I keep believing they're going to. You know, God, just let them see how shredded I am in the spirit, Lord. <laughs> doesn't work. Doesn't work. Hasn't, hasn't worked yet. This could be the year. This could be the year. Um, yeah, don't give up. You know, got to keep believing. That's it. Uh, but uh, I'm excited about, you know, uh, New Year's, you know, the completion of a year. Hey, it is fun that Sunday is also, uh, that today is actually the last day of the year. This is fun. New Year's Eve. And uh, we're on just the edge of a new season. I love new seasons. I love starting again. I love fresh starts. I love turning the page and stepping into something new. But if we're going to step into all of the new that God has for us, there's some things that we're going to have to make decisions on today that we're not going to carry with us into 2024, right? 
there, there's some things that God wants to do in our lives. And so I want to I read out of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Maybe you've heard these verses before. They're great. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off. Someone say throw off. Throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. In, in the end of um, uh, verse 1 there, it says, let us run the race with perseverance, right? God has things for us to do. God has mission in mind for 2024. There are assignments that God has for you in this new year. He needs you to be able to run. He needs you and me in running condition, right? But if we're going to run, we're going to have to take off the things that hinder and the things that entangle. It's, it's interesting that it makes a distinction here, but when we're trying to run and go after everything that God has for us, but we keep getting tripped up, we keep getting wrapped up and entangled, it's going to hinder our ability to run. It's going to hinder your ability to fulfill the mandate. It's going to hinder our ability to do the things that God has called us to do. And it makes a distinction. There are some things that, that hinder, and there are some things that entangle. So it says to throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. So sin, which we'll talk about some of that in a little bit, but sin seems to be a little bit more obvious. The things that are, are sin in our lives, man, it trips us up. It holds us back. Okay, we can see that a little bit easier. But there's also things that hinder that may not necessarily be sin. There may be things that are a distraction to our lives. I think hindrances a lot in, in a distracted type of a way are the things distracting you from what God has called you to do. Things that are numbing you, things that are pacifying you, things that are holding you hostage, but may not necessarily be sin, but they're things that are stopping you from really running your race. They're tripping you up. They're holding you back. They're bounding you, right? If you were to take a, get a race and you're at the you know, starting blocks, and you're getting ready to run, but you have a rope tied around your legs, how many know, you, you know it's, it's going to look a lot like this, but you're not going to be able to take off. You're not going to be in running condition. But a lot of us, we're trying to walk this walk with Christ, or we're trying to run a race, but we keep getting tripped up, we keep getting held up because of the things that are entangling us, the things that are hindering us. And if we're going to run, if we're going to go for it, we gotta, we got to get rid of these things. I love in Romans chapter 13, verse 11, it's kind of in a similar vein. He says, and do this, understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness. And put on the armor of light, right? So this is a similar like throw off versus putting on, right? And we need to put it aside. We need to throw off. We need to get rid of. We need to shrug it. We need to get rid of these things. 
So verse 13, it says, let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the sinful flesh. So what are the things that hinder? What are the things that entangle? What are some things we need to put aside? What are some things that we need to throw off of our life? And God actually calls us to do this. He has you and me engage him in this process of throwing things off of our life. You know, because God is good, he's healer, he's powerful, he's provider, he's all these things, sometimes we get into a mindset where we think we're just waiting on God to do things. We're just waiting on God to get rid of this issue, get rid of this entanglement, get rid of this hindrance. But God invites you and me to engage with him and make a decision, I'm going to throw this thing off of my life. Like it's an aggressive statement. It doesn't just say like slide off, you know, like just let it slip off. You know, it's like throw it off, right? Think of it like something that's on you, that's weighing you down. And instead of being like, oh, man, another year of this friggin' thing on my back. It's like, well, why, why are you letting it stay there? Why, why are you just walking around like this all the time? Ah, weighted down, hindered. Yeah, duh, you have something on your back. Why don't you throw it off? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I should throw it off, right? I need, I need to get rid of some things that are holding me back. But we got to make a decision that we're going to be done with those things. We got to make that kind of choice. Because a lot of times, like Pastor Uden said one time, that there is things that are still in your life because they are acceptable to you. I was talking with, uh, with David Lujan and with, with Greg Takas about this whole idea of, of enough. Sometimes you got to get to a place where you just go, you know what, enough of this thing. But that's why I love these moments where we're about to shred. We're making a decision. It's a prophetic act. It's a declaration that, you know what, maybe this thing has plagued me to this point, but enough. I'm done with it. I'm throwing it off. I'm not taking this with me anymore. This weight, this hindrance, this entanglement, I'm getting it off of my life. Right? We, we got to throw it off. You know, if you've ever, uh, maybe, you know, you're playing a sport, you're hitting the gym in the morning, you're, you're playing golf, you're, you're playing basketball, and initially maybe it's cold, and so you're like, okay, I got my coat on until I warm up or whatever. And initially you think, like, this is going to be fine. I'll be able to wear this coat, and I'll still be able to do everything. But you get out there, and you're like, ah, it's just, it's restricting me. It's hindering me. It's messing with me. I can't get the swing. I can't get the shot. I got to get rid of this thing. And you take it off. You throw it off because you're like, ah, maybe I feel a little cold, but at least I'm not hindered when I'm trying to play this particular sport. And the same thing in our lives. It's like, man, we're trying to walk this walk. You're trying to run this race, but you're constantly hindered because you got this stuff on you. It's like, man, why isn't it working? Why isn't the Bible working for me? Why, isn't I, why am I not experiencing all of this stuff God has for me? Man, you got weights on you. Of course you can't run the race marked out for you. you got ropes all tangled up. You know, and, and I, I remember years back as a youth pastor, uh, I, I was coming into some series, you know, I can't even remember what the title was, but I was like, all right, I'm going to check in 
maybe it was like resisting sin or was some type of series where I was going to teach on something like that. And so I thought, oh, let me do a quick little survey. It was like before technology. And for some reason, I decided as a junior high pastor to create like a four or five page survey for junior hires. I have no (laughs) idea why I thought that was like a great idea. But maybe because they were bored, they're like, all right, we'll do it. You know, so I got this like 100 plus of these kids like fill out these and they're just questions about bible reading and their faith and their do you, are your parents christians do they read the bible what's your hardest saying you worship you pray you, you know like i ask all these kind of basic spiritual foundation questions and when the information came back to me i thought to myself wow well no wonder they can't say no to temptation and this wasn't like some big judgment statement on them but i was just like oh yeah, you can't, you can't resist the world when I look at the data and none of you are reading your Bible. You know what I mean? Like, you're not, of course you have no weapon. You have no, you have no defense mechanism. <laughs> you have no ability to stand. You have no ability to resist. So, I mean, I'm not, I actually went from being like, I can't believe you'd sin to being like, I'm surprised if you don't. <laughs> like, how in the world are you living right? I'm shocked. You know, like, I'm surprised if, if anyone in this room, adult, teenager, doesn't matter. If we're not reading our Bible, I'm surprised if you're not sinning. Of course, of course you're doing dumb stuff. Of course you have no resistance against the enemy. Because I, I need to have the right stuff. I need to have the right tools. I need to be in a place where I can actually defend against the work of the enemy. But that's going to require some intentional things that I'm putting on. So I, I throw off the deeds of darkness. I clothe myself with Christ, the Bible says. And now I'm actually able to live this thing out. So instead of being, man, why, is my, why am I not living why does my life not look like it's, it's supposedly supposed to? Well, you listen, like, are, are you reading God's word? Are you engaging it in your life? Are you putting it to practice? This isn't a, a judgment thing where it's like, okay, who's the good Christians and bad Christians based on how much you read or don't read? That's not, that's, that's not what it's about. But it is about going, do you want to live the full life God has for you? Do you want the John 10, 10 life? the life and life to the full, that does not come by accident. That doesn't just come by repeating a simple prayer of salvation and giving your life to Christ. It begins there. And then it's a process of me throwing off hindrances, putting on Christ, throwing off hindrances, putting on Christ, throwing off hindrances, putting on Christ. And then as soon as you think you got all the hindrances off, you're like, nope, <laughs> Don't, what, I just did a Homer Simpson there for a second. I have no, I, yeah, I don't know why I did that. That was out of the archives. That came out of deep. That was from my soul. A Simpsons reference. But it's like, ah, oh, I found another hindrance. I'm going to throw it off, right? So I can keep running the race that God has for me. So in, um, in the second passage where uh, he kind of lists off some things to throw off, some things to set aside. So I want to talk about those. First one he gets into is drunkenness, or we could put all addictions in this category. Um, what has got you bound up? What's got you trapped? What's that thing that you say you can quit if you wanted to, but if you're honest, no, you can't, right? Right? 
Because it's got you. You're addicted to it. It's messing with you. Maybe that's alcohol. Maybe, maybe that is specifically drunkenness. And there's a difference between that one time randomly that, you know, you unintentionally went too far. Okay, there, there, there's going to be grace, right? But if you're constantly putting yourself in a place where you're getting drunk, don't, don't kid yourself. You're, you're off track. You're, it's, it's taking you out. It's going to sabotage you. Now, at the risk of offending people, I mean, I, I, like, I like wine. I like a good drink. I like a good cocktail, right? Like, I, I enjoy that. But I don't, I don't live in a life that's dependent on that. And, I, and I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be like, oh, man, gosh, I need a glass of wine to relax. Oh, man, I need a glass of wine to enjoy. Oh, I need this to enjoy. If, I, if I'm in a situation where I am dependent on something, Right where I'm dependent on some type of influence, some type of thing in my life, then it's got to it's got to it's got to capture on me. It's got to hold on me, right? It's and 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 I think sometimes people can, you know, just as a joke, oh, I got to unwind, you know, you know, beer thirty, you know, whatever, and people can kind of joke about stuff like that, right? But if if that's actually how you're living, right, and then something's got a hold on you, it can take you out. And the problem is these types of influences that can intoxicate us, that mess with us, uh, cloud our judgment, sabotage our ability to stay sober-minded and do the right things. I still remember just one of the saddest scenes up in Seattle when I was pastoring up there. I was in the lobby just chatting with people after a service, and they bring this lady to me who's sobbing and to pray with her because she had just done a girl's trip with, you know, some of the ladies out to Vegas and one thing leads to another. She's drunk. She makes a bad decision. She hooks up with somebody and she's married and has kids back in Seattle, but she's off her face. She's making dumb decisions and it's something that had her, something that had captured her and created an environment where it took her a place she didn't want to go. And that's the thing about addictions. Addictions, addictions take you places you don't want to go. And they lie to you about it. Oh, this won't, this won't be a big deal. Don't worry about it. This isn't going to mess with you. Don't worry about it. You, you can handle it. You can manage it. It lies to you, and then it destroys you, right? So what are some addictions? Maybe it's in that area. Maybe there's some other type of, uh, you know, sort of drug of choice, if you will. Other addictions. Maybe even gambling. You know, I used to, growing up, my family didn't gamble, so I was always like, man, why is this such a, a heavy addiction for people? Like, it destroys people's lives, takes their, their livelihood. It can bankrupt people, right? And maybe you know some people who, who've done that. But I, I had no idea of the allure of it until on, on our honeymoon, we did a cruise, and there was a casino uh, on every cruise ship. There always is. And so as we walked by, I'd never been to a casino. I'd never gambled before. But I was like, oh, let's play blackjack. Oh, it's a fun game. Let's do that. So Katie's reluctant, but she's like, all right, let's go for it. So we go in there. It's $5 tables, and I am winning. Okay? We're up, we're up 25 bucks. okay? Okay? Feeling big. And I must have had some look in my eye because Katie goes, cash out, let's go. And I was like, babe, I'm on a roll right now. Why would I leave? Come on, I'm trying to pay for this cruise. 
five bucks at a time, you know? And uh, so finally, you know, I realized my wife was the helpmate, right? I was fresh into marriage, but I was smart enough to go, all right, I'll listen. So we get out, and we didn't go back the rest of the time. But every time I walked past the casino, I heard this, Samuel, <laughs> you're a winner. <laughs> I was like, I am. You're right. I was like, and that's why it's addicting, okay. <laughs> then I think uh, several years later, we were on another cruise. I entered some blackjack tournament, lost all my money in like five seconds. I was like, well, this sucks. <laughs> and I've never, never really tried to send it again. <laughs> so, um, but what, what are some things that are addictions this year, that weights on you, that is, is a season to throw it off, right? And, and part of that process is going to be you drawing a line in the sand and saying, I'm done with it. I, it's not acceptable to me that this is going to enter my next year. You have to make that decision. Because you know how it is oftentimes with addictions, you will oftentimes want freedom for somebody more than they want it. Right? And you try to help and you try to do all this kind of stuff and it doesn't work. Because people have to make a, in, there's got to be an internal moment where they go, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Now, that doesn't mean that that person doesn't need help getting the burden off of them, right? If you've been stuck in addiction for 10, 20, 30 years, you might need somebody to come alongside you, lift that thing off your shoulders so that you can throw it to the ground and get some freedom. You may need some help with it, but it's got to come first from you. You've got to make a decision. I'm done with this. I'm no longer submitting my life to this addiction that's messing with me, and I'm done with it. So maybe that's going to be you today. You're going to get a chance to shred that. You're going to get a chance to say, I'm done. It's enough. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to move into freedom. And you begin to walk. And some of you, when you shred it today and you lay it before God and you confess it, for some of you, that addiction will never mess with you again. I've seen those. Those are fun. I like those stories. Instant Spawn, you know, instant in the moment, miraculous, supernatural freedom from any temptation of that drug or addiction. Again, awesome. And some of you, you're going to lay down that addiction and you're going to walk out and your battle is going to begin and you're going to surround yourself with the right people and they're going to help you walk in freedom. You're going to go to awaken recovery. You're going to find freedom and you're going to have the best year you've ever had because you're going to be free of those things that have hindered you, messed with you, and taken you out. Amen. Here's another thing um, uh, that, that we want to put aside, that we want to throw off, and that is uh, sexual sins. It talks about sexual immorality. So pornography is obviously kind of the, the low-hanging fruit, if you will, of that conversation. It can employ men and women. Obviously, it's a bigger thing in, in men. But I want to just encourage you, just make a decision. No pornography is acceptable at all, Right? And that might sound like, yeah, that's obvious, right? No, no, because uh, we, we are too good at being okay with minimal amounts of sin in our life, right? It's easy to do that. Well, I mean, it's just once a month. Uh, it's just every once in a while. Uh, it's not that big of a deal, right? And when we allow a little bit of that, it's the whole little foxes spoil the vineyard kind of a deal. When we allow little bits of a contaminant, it still destroys us. Yeah. 
ultimately. But it always has a great story about how it's not going to mess with you and you're going to be fine and it won't affect anybody and it's not hurting anybody. So why is it a big deal until it destroys your life and your family and your loved ones and it hurts a lot of people, right? Sexual addiction is common in our culture, right? We are inundated constantly with inappropriate stuff from our, our phone. Our phone is this gateway, to every kind of evil that we want it to be, right? We have access to all kinds of shenanigans. But, you know, I'll go um, like a gateway drug to that, if, you want, if I want to call it that, will be something like a lot of our streaming services. Even this morning, I was texting with my wife. I updated some different passwords or securities and rating settings on some of the streaming services because now public TV, they had greater restrictions on what they could allow on the TV. Now that you pay for your service, the gloves are off. Full on nudity and pornography is in many of the new shows coming out, right? And so if we just go, oh, it's, uh, you know, I'll fast forward quick. Oh, it's not a big deal, right? It's, it absolutely is messing with your spirit, messing with your mind. I'm not going to watch a series that just has a little bit of nudity in it. Right? Well, it's not a lot. It's not full pornography. Yeah, but it's a little bit. And, and I know that that basically eliminates 75% of every new show that's coming out right now. <laughs> so I understand. I'm making a pretty big statement right now. Um, but it just depends on how serious you are about keeping your heart free from contaminants free from things that hinder. Because maybe saying no to a lot of the new shows is annoying, but you know what's worse? Divorce. You know what's worse? Getting caught up in perversion and addictions you never planned to because you would let one little sin, one little thing be not a big deal, not a big deal, not a big deal until it destroyed you, right? That's the way the enemy works. That's the way the Bible talks that we got to be smart to his strategies, his strategy is not jump out with a pitchfork and blow, blowing fire in your face and saying, come to hell, it's going to be sick. <laughs> he doesn't do that. <laughs> you know, he doesn't do that. His strategy is just take a bite. You'll like it. It's better. You're smart. You'll be, you'll be better for it. Oh, no, this is going to destroy me. Oh, it's not really going to destroy you. Right? It's, big, it's Adam and Eve, it's garden, it's Genesis 101 kind of stuff. It's what he's been doing. It's what he's always going to do. And so I have to make a decision. Do I want to play that game with the devil? Because I will lose it. You have power to resist the devil. He will flee with you. But if you play games with him, he will destroy you. You're never designed to play games. You're not designed to pull up at the table and engage in a board game with the devil, he will destroy you at that game. You're designed to kick him in the face, resist him, and send him packing and go the opposite direction. That's how you engage the devil. So obviously that's a general application, but also I just want to say it to remind us, sexual morality is any sexual activity outside of marriage. So if you're not married yet, do not sleep together. 
Do not engage in that. I want to strongly encourage that. I, I know that that's a big statement in our culture today, shockingly, because the stats are against you. Living together before you're married, having sex before you're married, are, every stat is against you when you do that. It does not help you. It is no, there's no try out the car before you buy it. <laughs> like that is like you know, this common idea. Well, we got to see if we're compatible. If you are a biological man and you're marrying a biological female, you are compatible. I just saved you a bunch of time and heartache. It works. You will be fine. But when you take privileges that are not yours, boyfriends don't get husband privileges, right? And if you want that guy to marry you, but you keep giving yourself to them before marriage, his motivation, very low very low to actually putting a ring on it because he gets to have <laughs> this isn't really supposed to be like a, a sex talk uh, <laughs> my mom used to say if you're giving out free milk why would they buy the cow <laughs> it's a little awkward to call the woman a cow but <laughs> my mom's the one who said it I didn't make that up the moral of the story is, don't give out free milk. Gosh, this message is getting interesting. Now, here's the truth, though. In a, in a culture that we live in, in a world that we live in, many did not grow up being taught well around those things. And so you may be have crossed all the lines, blurred every barrier, and you can feel guilty in a moment like this, I just want to encourage you. I, I'm trying to teach the right way to live. If you have not been living that way, I'm so thankful for grace. I'm so thankful for mercy. You can get back on track. You can repent of that stuff. You can choose if you're living together, move out or get married. You know what I mean? If, if there, There's different things that you can do to make a decision from this point on. I'm going to begin to live in purity in the area of my sexuality. I'm not going to continue to live by the world's standard, the world's playbook. Like Ashley was saying about there's a playbook that God gives us around money. Same thing around relationships. It's because he loves us. It's because he cares about us. He wants your life to flourish and thrive. Amen? All right, let me give you another one. Moving on from those, those, those can seem pretty intense, right? The whole addictions or drunkenness, sexual immorality. But he lumps into the same category other things that throw off. He talks about dissension. So it's people who are stirring the pot all the time, creating drama. And you think, wow, is that really that big of a deal that God includes it with other things like sexual immorality and drunkenness? He lumps pot stirring, gossiping, drama, dissension. He puts it in the same category of evil. Why? Because it is so destructive. It's so destructive to our lives. The Bible says that it's to our benefit to overlook an offense. But we live in such a righting all of my wrongs world. 
And I've said this before, I'm, I'm big into challenging our current culture, our political system, standing against it, resisting the, the narratives. I, I'm, I'm into that uh, in the sense of standing up for what is true. But also even people in my sphere of social kind of political activism can get over that line into what I would call this dissension category where everything is a big deal all the time, every day. And I'll stir in the pot. Let's go. And it's especially annoying when all the 15 conservative social media Christians I follow all repost the exact same video every day, all the time. Because you're like, oh, you're just looking for likes. You're fishing for clicks. It's so annoying. Say what you want to say. Don't stir the pot and create dissension unnaturally. Same thing in this environment. Let's, as, as Awaken, let's be the man, the most encouraging place. The place that, you know what, you're going to find drama everywhere else, but in this house, let's be the place that, man, we're believing the best about each other. Man, when you hear some rumor about somebody else, you go, hey, I'm not, I'm not listening to that. Let's, let's believe the best. Let's build up. Let's build up, go to that person, have a conversation, do what needs to be said to deal with it. But let's not, let's not be whispering and fighting and stirring up drama. Man, did you hear? And I'll be like, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear. I mean, 99% of the did you hear stuff ain't worth hearing. <laughs> you know, obviously there needs to be, you know, correction when need, correction needs to come. But most of the time, people are just stirring, creating drama. Don't do that. Throw that off this year. The last one he brings up is jealousy. Dang, that's massive. Jealousy, wanting what you don't have. Wanting what somebody else has is probably even more accurate than that. Coveting is, is another way the Bible talks about that. But our, our social media is our quickest access to a daily dose of jealousy. <laughs> if you, every time you see somebody's great new vacation, like over the last couple of days, people went to the snow maybe, or people got some cool gift. When you saw them post about it, if you're like, oh man, I can't believe this, man. I didn't get invited. I didn't get that. I want that. Then you probably need to throw away your phone or delete social media. Right? If you can't handle people's awesomeness that they're probably lying about, then you need to delete some stuff, right? Right? If, if you can see people doing well and getting a great gift or having a great vacation, you're like, oh, that's so awesome. Love it. I mean, I hope we're having the best time, but like you're honestly saying that, not like, you son of a, you know, but... If you genuinely, that's cool. That's cool. If, if it, but a lot of times for people, it stirs up jealousy and envy and all this kind of stuff, and it rots you. It messes with you, gets you to be out of thankfulness for what you have right now. I want to be thankful. I want to live out of a thankful place. You know, if you ever, when you have kids and you give them something and they're loving it, and then they hear somebody else, some other kid got. How come I don't have that? And you're like, yo, you better calm down, kid, because you'd be thankful for what you got, right? But you imagine God times a quabillion over the, the, the history of the planet of everyone looking around at what everybody else got, and God's like, hey, just be thankful. I, I give you something. 
I'm working with you individually. You're different than that kid. You don't, you know, you're not the same person. You don't have the same situation. I'm blessing you. I'm taking care of you. Be thankful right where you're at. Rather than looking around and going, oh, man, I'll be thankful once I get that. Once, you know, jealousy rots us. It messes with us, right? So learn how to regulate your heart on that. I have no problem just deleting social media forever. Uh, you know, our, um, a couple, uh, a couple, the Nick and Katie Ryan, they were in the first service. And apparently they've had no social media for like eight years. I was like, oh, no wonder they're so happy, you know. <laughs> it's just how we're done with it. I was like, I, I didn't know you could live without social media, but apparently they're living just fine, you know. They missed all the birthday shout outs and, you know, the current events they should be angry about. But other than that, you know, <laughs> apparently they're just surviving without social media. Um, but the truth is, there may be things that you need to delete. There may be things that you got to shift in your life so you don't live out of this constant like, I need this. I have to have that. I'll be happy when, right? We got we to gotta throw that off, right? And I'm, I'm going to end with this. Is that like the end of that, that scripture in Hebrews it says, and clothe yourself with Christ, right? So throw off those things that hinder Clothe yourself with Christ. Every day when you're taking on, on the world, you should be clothing yourself with Christ. Throwing off things that hinder, clothe yourself with Christ. It literally, in the scriptures I read, it, call, it calls it putting on the armor of light or the armor of God. Every time I read the word of God in the morning, I'm putting on Christ. I'm clothing with the right mindsets. I'm putting on the right spirit. I'm stepping into different strength. Every time I read the word of God, that's why I want to encourage you in 2024, if there's anything that you're going to do, any goal you have, any vision that you have, any dream that you have, make it that you can try to engage God's word every single day. That will be the greatest goal you could have in 2024. Literally burn every other goal if you have to. Make the one goal, the most important goal, you engage with God's word. If you do that, if you do that one thing, you will have one of the greatest years of your life. You will have an amazing year because God will be in it. The presence of God will go before you. His truth will be in your ear. His word will be in your mouth. It will change everything. God will give you bigger dreams than you currently have. All those goals you have right now that you're making and writing and believing for, but God's not connected to it. Man, I'll tell you what, you start engaging God differently, God will enlarge the size of your vision. He'll extend where you're thinking. He'll stir up faith in a different level. You will take territory that you couldn't have taken when your focus is just on territory. That's a finite goal. If your goal is on, man, I want what God has for me. I want to know what God is saying to me. That changes everything. I want to, I want to be in God's word every day. That's, that's the goal, putting on Christ, clothing myself with strength. Amen? Amen. Why don't you stand to your feet? I'm going to invite our ministry team to come forward. We're going to get ready to shred. As Pastor Jesse said, uh, this bigger shredder is for the bigger sins. Just kidding. People are like nervous to go to that one. Don't go to the big one. <laughs> um, 
In a minute, I'm going to invite you forward. I'm going to pray together, all together over, over our Shredder Sunday cards. But I admit you come forward. This is a prophetic, symbolic act to say, okay, what are the things that, hey, I'm done with this. I'm throwing it off. I'm not going to head into 2024 with the same thing, carrying the same thing. I'm going to shred it. We're going to be done with it. We're going to believe for new things. We're, we're going to start off this year strong, full of strength, full of hope, free. Come on, free. This is a freeing day, right? We're going to, we're going to start off the year in, in really a beautiful way. And there's some things that you came today because maybe you're aware of kind of what Shredder Sunday is about. Some of you are newer to Awaken, so you're just... Uh, for the first time kind of engaging with this, but maybe you came with some things about, okay, I'm shredding this debt or I'm shredding this anxiety or whatever. But leaning into this moment too, what is God saying to you? What are some things God is calling you to lay down? Not just your list of sort of things, but is there something specific, an attitude for you, an addiction for you, uh, something that, you know, this ready to ready to be done with this. Draw a line in the sand move on in this situation. Amen? Amen. If you got your, your shredder card, grab it in your hand. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you, God, that the old things are gone. Behold, all things are new. This is a new season, a new day. So today we take these hindrances we take these things that might be entangling us. We take these things that are burdening us and weighing us down. We throw them off today. We, we, we say enough of this, enough of this moment, enough of this situation. We're going to throw it off and we're going to walk in freedom. We're going to walk in the strength. We're going to walk in the purposes that you have for us. Father, we thank you. I thank you for every single one of these incredible individuals, families, teenagers. God, every single one of us in this room, God, I thank you that as we end this year, we're ending, bringing those, those things that hinder, laying them at your feet. I thank you, God, that you're taking them, you're removing them from us, you're setting us free so we, so we can walk in the fullness. We clothe ourselves with Christ this morning. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.